Hey everyone, it's Santa Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 127 of the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your source for channel holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation from the best to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So in this podcast episode, I have the honor and pleasure of introducing you to an amazing goddess friend of mine, Amber Mirza. Welcome to the podcast, my dear. Thank you, Victoria. I am truly honored and I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. And I absolutely adore, like seriously, that that introduction, that greeting just flows out of you. And it's one of the best introductions I've ever heard, like bar none. I just, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that is amazing. I need to do this. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Oh my God. It's, you know, for me, it's, um, it really helps me to ground to have um, mantras. Like I integrate so many different mantras in my life that puts me into a state. And that one for me, like, turns on the energy of our podcast. You know, the problem that um, I'm determined to solve, like in this podcast, is that, you know, it breaks my heart. Our, our brothers and sisters in business start on this journey, uh, like you and I have in the past, to, to serve and to help others. And along that journey, the problem arises of them dropping off of the journey, maybe because they've been exhausted um, or something came up or they lost hope or lost faith. So the, the vision behind this podcast is to encourage them to stay on the path by if whatever I can share, whatever you can share, um, that would encourage them to stay on that journey. Because I know, I believe that when more good people make good money, more good happens in the world. And so the more that we can support our entrepreneurs um, in keeping the faith, uh, staying positive, staying energized, and staying in the game, uh, the the more good we'll be able to see there happening in the world. Do you agree? Oh my gosh, you could I couldn't have said it better myself. And that appeals so much to my heart because I see that every day I look around and people are my like they're my focus, they're my strength, they're my weakness, whatever. You know, but this is when I look around and I see Oh, entrepreneurs have a special place in my heart just because I truly believe that it takes a certain type of person to want to step into that world of so much reward and yet so much uncertainty, you know, so much, so much amazing and incredible opportunity to just reach for our star, our potential, but at the same time, so much, um, so much exposure to heartbreak as well, right? So it's every day that you take that step. And when, whenever, whenever, and especially, my gosh, this is true anytime, but especially these days when there is amplified uncertainty and fear out there, right? And you're hearing new things every day, but at the same time, there is contradictory information. There are extra weights on, on us where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't do the things I normally do. What does this mean? Does this mean I'm going to lose everything I've worked for? Do I even start something new? And what does this mean for the people that I'm serving, right? So this is an especially important time for us to be looking at all of that and saying, Oh, who was who it? I just heard a couple of days ago and it resonated with me so much that in crisis, you know, there is opportunity for exponential growth. Mm -hmm. And that's not to disrespect, you know, or, or to kind of trivialize what this crisis is, is doing and, and how much it's affecting everybody globally. Like we're not talking about, you know, something that's only in North America or only in my town. This is global. But at the same time, whenever a crisis happens, it brings people together and allows us to take a breath to see things in a way we may not have done because we get so used to doing things a certain way, right? And we get into our group and we do so well in our group, but then something comes and disrupts us. And that's the time for us not to look at. And, you know, there, there is, oh my gosh, we, we all deal with things in all different ways, right? Some of us constrict and we kind of go in because we want to protect. 
Some of us step out and we think of ways of giving more, right? Some of us put ourselves out in the front lines every single day trying to help those in need, right? But it also allows us to look at things in a way we may not be doing on a day-to-day basis when everything is the same old, same old, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes. More power, more power to you. I think that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, I love this so much. And you and I both have a heart for entrepreneurs. And this may be the very first time that someone is getting to meet you. I know you're amazing. You're an incredible strategist, especially for holistic um, like practitioners and business owners, but I wanted to like to hear you in your own words, maybe for for someone who's hearing you and meeting you for the first time, to describe what you do in your business, but especially what are the three things that you are known for? Could you tell? Oh, me? I love that. <laughs> Thank you. What a lovely question. I love that. Um, so it's actually funny, and you said the word holistic, and it made me laugh because. You know, I think of myself, my groove is, you know, business and strategy and tactics and finance and marketing and all that stuff, right? And then um, I I met this incredible woman, amazing entrepreneur, amazing, you know, just an amazing, incredible human being. And um, it was funny because she said to me, I have... um, spend so much money with so many different people and you're the first person who's looked at my number of businesses and seen them as a whole. So you're not you're not a strategist, you're a holistic business strategist and that became my title. So I'm like, okay, well, there you go. I am a holistic business strategist. But it kind of fit because I do think that everything is connected. We are all connected. Our business is connected, not by itself, but as part of our overall life, right? So everything affects everything else. The relationships that we have with, um, you know, with, with our team, with, with our customers, with our clients, with, you know, the people whom they serve, like everything is connected. So every action you take, it, it's, it's, massive ripple effect and that really is why the three things I I believe I'm known for are a my ability to identify gaps you know that other people may have missed because um, I truly focus on that holistic aspect of things and the second thing I'm known for is my passion for compressing time and having clear next steps as simply as possible because I think life is complex enough. We don't need to add more complexity by putting that into our strategy and our planning, right? The more simple things are, the better it is and uh, for you to focus, right? And to have a handle on, to measure and know, are, am I on track? So that clear, simple strategy is, is so amazing. It allows you to compress time and just make your life amazing. And the third thing I'm known for is my heart. I truly, genuinely care absolutely for the people in my life. I do business with people I respect and I love because those are the people I want in my world. So I always look for that fit, but it doesn't matter who it is. If you are in my life, if you're in my circle, if you're crossing my path, I genuinely love you, not because I need or expect anything from you, because I truly think that we are meant to just add something to somebody's life in a positive way. It doesn't matter. And there is no expectation or gain. It comes anyway, right? (laughs) I love it. And that is so true. I know ever since we've met and become friends, Amber, Amber, it's been like a love fest, I have to say. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so good. And it's because of who we are, right? I I feel it. I feel deep down in my heart that um, there's so much um, caring and joy because it comes from not, like you said, not because we want um, something from someone else, but because it's, it's an expression like of our own natural uh, exuberance. So yay, I'm just so happy to have you in my life, goddess. And I'm curious. So... Tell me, like, what exactly inspired you um, in the first place to become uh, a, like a, a holistic business strategist or, or to start your business? Like, what did something happen that it inspired you to be like, okay, this is what I'm committing to. This is my journey. Like, did, 
do you remember was there something that happened did you have like an epiphany that was like ding okay i'm this is this is my thing i'm going to do this could you tell us? oh my gosh yeah well that's a story and a half in itself but <laughs> bring it on <laughs> So, you know, it's because we have this passionate personality and, you know, this incredible loyalty that comes into place. I have to say it, it was like a lesson in persistence and just, you know, things smacking me on the forehead saying, are you ready to listen yet? And I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, it took a lot because I was, I had a fabulous career. I was still doing, you know, this whole thing. My passion is, you know, not just business, but, but health and wellness as well. And it was kind of a passion, the health and wellness thing before, but then, okay, so I'll just share this story with you but it was kind of fun um I had this fabulous career and I thought I was doing amazing my um you know my management team and executive team loved me and my clients loved me because my whole thing was I've always loved you know my I love people so when my the arrangement I made with with my um uh, with my executive team was um I was in finance so I was working with one of the actually probably the biggest um, bank in, in North America and possibly. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, my job was um, a high net worth, you know, portfolio of clients and advising them on their finances, their businesses and so on. So my arrangement that I made with my executive team and my management team was, yes, I know we need numbers and this is how, you know, the corporate world works, but for me, don't bug me about numbers. Let me focus on my clients and let me just serve them. And what that did was it gave numbers and then some. Like I had an incredibly loyal client base. I was getting so much business that it was like, you know, you feel like a rock star because your numbers are just out of the world and um, everybody's happy with you, right? So you think that the world stops without you because, you know, you're just putting in 150% or 110% or 120%, you know, it's, it's like, but it's, it's giving you back so much. And um, then I had an accident and uh, I remember getting the, I had the, the, a conversation with my surgeons, my prognosis wasn't good and they thought I would never walk again. And it was just, it wasn't a, a good circumstance. I was still trying to take in all the information. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? I'm never going to walk again. So what do I need to do? And of course, you know, that hard charging personality where it's like, no, I can, I can fix this. I can fix this. So what do I need to do? As I'm, as I'm talking to them, I knew that I had to, they were like, you have, if there is any chance, we're going to try different things and whatnot. But if there's any chance, you have to be at a certain level of, um, uh, just, you know, therapy, using therapy and so on, you're going to need to be at a certain level of health for you to even come through that in, in any way that allows you to have any kind of success. And we're still not saying you're going to walk, but at least you're going to be able to get through the surgeries and the procedures and so on, right? So I get a call during this time uh, from one of my managers and she said, Amber, we, we know you're thinking about, you know, possibly going on in fact, not possibly going on leave and so on, but we need you here. So if we have to wheel you around in a wheelchair, we want you back. So we'll do whatever it takes, right? And I said, do you understand that most of my appointments are going to be during the daytime? This is the time when, you know, normally I'd be doing business and so on. So physically, I will not be there. And they're like, yeah, yeah no problem. We'll make it work. And, you know, it's kind of funny. When we train people to expect us to give 150, 110, 120%, it's not their fault. It's the expectation we have set, right? And so here I was, you know, Miss Superwoman, because I, the world will follow, uh, you know, off the edge of the world without me. Um, and my health will fall into the world without me. So I can, of course, burn it on both ends, right? I can do full-time my health and full-time my career, even when I'm physically not at my workplace 100% of the time. So not only did I start burning myself out, um, I also started, my numbers started tanking because, of course, my objectives were still 100%, even though physically I wasn't there all the time. 
And my physicians, my surgeons had said to me, you need to be away from work because this isn't working out. And I was getting these really sharp pains in my stomach, like somebody took a hot poker and just twisted it and pulled, right? So I went to see my doctor and I said, what's going on? And um, he's like, okay, we'll do some tests and whatnot. So then he calls me back in and he's like, you know how I've been telling you that you need to be off work? And I'm like, yes. And he goes, well, you're not going to need to be. And I'm like, awesome, I'm getting better. And he goes, no, you're going to die. <laughs> oh my God, no. So parts of my stomach were paralyzing because of the stress and feeling like I felt like an utter failure, right? I wasn't being amazing in my family. My career was not doing amazing because I couldn't produce the numbers, not physically being able to be at work all the time. My therapy needed, um, you know, full-time attention and effort from me. So just like, I just felt like I was failing everybody. And I didn't even take myself into the equation, right? Just putting all those things that I needed to get on. I'm like, oh, I, I, it's not working. But it's kind of funny when somebody tells you that you are going to die. It kind of shifts priorities a little bit. <laughs> so at that point, um, it's I did take a leave of absence without work uh, from work, um, and I ended up firing the insurance company because. Insurance companies have this funny thing where they want you to prove all the time that you need the benefits and your focus is on proving to them that you need the benefits, right? So I couldn't put all of my focus on getting better while my focus was on proving to them that I need their benefits. So I'm like, okay, you guys can keep your money. I need to get better. <laughs> but that was another thing, right? It also allows you to see what your gifts are because with no money coming in from a, my job I had to figure out real fast how am I going to manage things so I don't default on my obligations right so and I'm still helping people because my clients are calling and saying we can't do this without you you know what about can, can you help us or when are you coming back and and is there somebody who can help us and so on and so forth. So I was still not getting paid for it, helping people, you know, just saying, okay, let me put you through to this person. Let me see, okay, this is what you need to say to them. This is what's going to, so all of this is going on while I'm still putting myself back together. But then I dove deeply also into health and wellness, tried, you know, put myself back together. It's like, okay, things are working on that end. What do we need to do? And I'm still not thinking. I always had side hustles going on, but I'm still not thinking about doing this for my own business, right? And so I helped some other people um, launch their businesses and so on, still doing stuff still not thinking about my own. And then something happened where I had to walk away from something that was super lucrative because as we grew big and I was supposed to have like a slice of the pie, just our, um, the difference in values started to uh, get really noticeable. Mm. And I had a choice to either stay in and continue to feel like I couldn't do my best and is this what I really like? What am I missing? Right. Or do just walk away. And it was a really hard decision and it was scary because for the second time I was going to be walking away with nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, makes you question a lot of things, makes you think, wow, am I failing my family again? Right. It was, it wasn't easy, but I, I chose to walk away because I'm like, no, I can, I can do this. And that's when I got to thinking about the importance of doing what not only what you feel you're aligned with, but what consistently allows you to stay aligned with your values, do work and business with people, give work and business to people who align with those values. Nobody has to be your clone, but there are certain things you stand for. And if people who you love also stand for them, um, and they also add to the mix, right? Because they might have values that are congruent to them. They're not identical, but these values now align with each other and allows you to do amazing work. I truly believe that's when we really rise up together, right? So. That's when I decided, actually, it was Matt who said to me, you need to do this for yourself. And my clients are telling me the same thing and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, okay. 
you sure? I struggled with it. I wrestled with it. I tried to run away from it. But that's when I actually started to put this into practice for myself. So that was a long story. I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> Yay, this is so good. And you know what? Uh, this is, yeah. Um, well, I just heard one of my spirit guides uh, whisper in my ear and say, your story is my story. Like there's, there's some, someone who's listening in or watching uh, this right now. That's what they're feeling hearing you is that your story is my story, right? To, um, to be able to witness someone who's on the, on the path and who's been on the journey of, I'm, I'm a people person. I love supporting. I don't just give 100%. I give 150%. And me giving 150% created an expectation of 150 <laughs> even when I was in the hospital. Um, and so I'm burning the candle at both ends and making a conscious choice to say, okay, I've got to take care of me. I got to reprioritize. I want to be there for my family, right? Um, and also, even with that that opportunity to go big, okay, I I have to value what I value. Like I don't have to compromise my values in order to to go big, in order to serve, um, and to to continue to to show up and help people. I don't have to compromise my values in order to do that. So I, like, I, I am celebrate your story because like, I just, I keep hearing that whisper in my ear of your story is my story. And there's something uh, confirming about that for all of us to be able to witness another sister or brother in business honoring and sharing their story because it gives us the, the, the strength, the confidence, the confirmation, the permission to do the same. So I'm all ears, baby. <laughs> I actually loved hearing that because if there is one person that it connects with and it allows them to do something that their heart calls out to and they are able to look back on their life in the future and say, I really lived, and I'm so glad I did that then, then it's worth it. Yay, and so it is. <laughs> so it is. So with that, too, um, someone may be listening in right now who's at uh, that, that, how do you say, fork in the road um, type of experience where they could throw in the towel, um, they could give up maybe they have even gotten a diagnosis right that is really scary um what what would you say to someone who is at the proverbial fork in the road of drop out or keep going it like the keep going would be pursue your dream try your best keep giving right uh fight for your family fight for your health fight for your business purpose, right so there's that one side um, of the fork in the road. And then the other fork in the road would be to, to drop out, to, to kind of succumb or to give in or abandon um, the dream and the purpose. What would you say to, to them? Oh, gosh, Victoria, I'm so glad you asked that question. Because being in business yourself, you know that it's not a one-off thing. It's a daily thing, Right. So many times, so many times, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. This is like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, every time, how many times do we come up against not just obstacles, but walls, right? And we have to kind of pull on, on that energy. Remember, why the flipping heck are we doing it in the first place? And sometimes, sometimes even that why, like, you know, isn't big enough, like, because we still have to kind of just go in and go, crap. And then we question, is my why not big enough? And that's BS. It's not because your why isn't big enough. It's because sometimes we actually need to connect with ourselves, figure out, listen to that inner voice and say, what's holding me here? Do I need to take a moment? How many nights have I skipped on sleep or self-care of any kind, right? Because I'm trying to just make this work. 
and realize that there is a reason why you are stuck. Take a moment, take a breath or 10, <laughs> and figure out, you know, that this is the moment where you need to remember why you want to do this and who needs you to do this, right? And as soon as, I don't know, I don't know about your audience, I don't know about you, but I suspect that it's the same thing we feel, that sometimes we forget the things that are important to us, but you put somebody else into that mix, and now it takes on a bigger priority, right? Mm -hmm. I told you I was wrestling, and I tried to run away because my own vision was so big, it was scaring the pants off me sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but then as soon as it became about the people that I serve, I figured out the way how, right? And the funny thing is that even just before this whole pandemic um, breakout and the news and the quarantine and self-isolation, all of it, I was working on some things, right? And they were all important and they were great. But then as soon as this thing hit, there were some things that I was holding myself back from, right? Because I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And then I realized that most of the people that I serve have actual physical locations, brick and mortar, real businesses, and their doors are closed. Or their business is severely reduced. And they're at risk for now losing everything they've worked for not being able to look after their families, losing the teams that they have worked so hard to put in place because you don't just magically go out one day and get the perfect person in place for your, for your office, your team, whatever it is. And even if you don't, there are relationships that you're dependent on, right? And if those relationships are now not in place because they are suffering and they may not be able to hang on to their business, it doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur <laughs> and you have nobody else in your office, you still have people you're connected with and those relationships are at risk, right? Or you may have a team of 10, 5, 50 people, it doesn't matter. Point is everybody is now facing a weight they didn't have before, right? Health, like flip, it, it's the virus, right? So of course your health concerns are there, but the, the effect on the economy is also very, very real. Mm-hmm. The risk to businesses is very real. And all of a sudden, it didn't matter what my fears were. It didn't matter what my hesitation was. It didn't even matter what I was scared of. My biggest priority became how do I, you know, just focus on getting people to pivot as quickly and as simply and with as few resources as possible just so they don't lose what's most important to them. They're still able to to not only you know have that weight lifted off of them but actually be in a position to help themselves their families their teams the people they serve and help maybe another business owner just keep passing it on so that you don't lose what's important to you because with the failure of a business you not only lose what you worked for a big part of our own identity is tied to that isn't it mm -hmm. right so this became like um a cause, a movement that was so much bigger than me that it, 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 nothing else mattered. So every time you come across, you know, a wall and you want to, you know, just want to throw in the towel that day because we come across it all the time, real, real talk, right? But that's when we have to get real with ourselves, get brutally honest and say, who else needs me to do this? Mm-hmm. Right. And for my inner voice, that little, oh my gosh, I heard the best term. Oh my gosh, Victoria, I got to share with you. I had, I had been doing this, but I hadn't given it a name. And you know, sometimes people just cross your path and it's like, sometimes labels are so important because we label something and now we can connect with it better. Right. And this woman, I didn't even know she existed in this, in this world. And she's such a beautiful soul. I don't even know her, but I'm going to get to know her. Her name is Jeanette May. And she, she said this so well. She said soul writing. And I thought connecting with that little voice inside of yourself when you first wake up 
And I do that every day. Like before I even, if I have to go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom, but you know, and then I come back and I just want to just be in that little world where I'm not quite awake. And I listen, I try to listen to what, what's the inner voice inside me talking. And the way she was describing it, she was doing the same thing, but she called it soul writing. And she writes down what that voice is saying to her. Gorgeous. So I got to thinking as entrepreneurs, right? And I don't, I don't mean to leave the, the, the guys out of this, but as women entrepreneurs, <laughs> I think it applies to everybody, but women take on so much. Oh my gosh, we want to do everything. We want to be superstars in the family. We want to be superstars, you know, for our husbands and, you know, for our parents and our kids, whatever, whoever it is, we want to do it all. And sometimes the weight of it is so much. So if you started tuning into that inner voice, right? It never steers you wrong. Mm -hmm. If you are quiet and you listen. I woke up yesterday and the voice said to me, my, the words that came up for me were make that call. And I was like, I knew exactly what the flipping heck it was talking about too. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've been doing all this stuff and it's all important. Yeah, I need to get it done. But there is calls that I've been avoiding making because they're uncomfortable and I don't want to do them. And oh, I can do 10 other things. But if I have to be true to myself, I have to make that flipping call. So I'm like, okay, 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 I'll make the call. So I made one call yesterday. I made one call today. I But it became easier. With each call, it's becoming easier. Now I can lift the phone up and I can make that third call. But it's that first call that was so bloody hard. Mm -hmm. Right? And these days, I don't know if any of your your tribe, your community, your audience is, is feeling this, but when things are hard, when people are having trouble with money coming in, right? It becomes, and this comes up even you know, all the time when this isn't happening, but it's especially true right now because we feel so bad, so guilty for charging, right? Yeah. And it's like, I am so, no, this, I can't, I can't charge. You feel this shame. And trust me, I have trouble monetizing for the best of times because I want to just give it away, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes really down to it, when you create value, and you give it to somebody so they can take value from it and create something of value to pass on that exchange to somebody else. It allows them to honor you by contributing to you to say, you gave me value. It allowed me to create value and look after my own. Here is my value exchange for you to honor you and thank you. Right? So there are different ways of doing it. You want to do more for people, create more value. Give, give generously, give without expectation, but do not be ashamed of charging for what you're creating because it allows other people to go and create more. For every single one of my clients, I don't want them to just make this much money off of, you know, so whatever it is, if it's X that they paid me to take something that they think will benefit them and allow them to save their business, I want them to go 10X, 100X, creation of value from there. That's what my job is, to make something that allows them to exponentially create that and pass it on, right? But we have to kind of remember we have a duty to ourselves, to the people who are important in our lives, to be true to our obligations. If we don't create that exchange of value, we default on ours, and that allows us to be more restrictive in what we give up. Do not be restrictive. This is a time for extra generosity. I love it. It's so true. And what you said about honor, um, ah, that's resonating. That was so good. That was so good. Like being able to receive honor um, for the value given, like, there is something powerful. Think like, yeah, the vision that I get from my spirit guys right now is the tables being turned of like when someone gives so abundantly to you information, 
um, services, transformation, philosophy, or even just their presence that ch like changes your life or, or makes things better, easier, or faster, or more pleasant for you or, or helps you heal. There's, there's a satisfaction of I get to honor this person for the good that they have given me. Like it, it, that is a pleasure. Like it's a pleasure to be like, all right, I am happily paying for this because I've received such support um, and love and inspiration and education and all of that. I'm like having received value that I desire, right? Um, having received value that I need uh, and that I've, that I've seen the transformation in my life and in myself, I've, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to get to pay for it. And I happily do, I personally happ happily do. So turning the tables back, why wouldn't I um, allow other people the pleasure of honoring uh, the person who has given so much to them. This is easier said than done. I have to qualify that because, you know, this, the, the opening up to receiving um, as someone who's an achiever and a, and a go-giver, opening up to receive, this is a, this is a journey, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. And with the twists and turns that it may take, uh, but this is yeah thank you my my guides just um interrupted me to say it's a learned skill being able to receive that honor um with with grace and gratitude and grounding uh right not grasping for it if um you know like as you said right now uh and yes people in my tribe are having trouble um charging you know during a crisis right charging during a pandemic and all of that um to be able to receive gracefully, right, um, gratefully, and in a grounded way is so powerful, um, not just during times of crisis, but also, as you said, Amber, like, no matter what, because this is, this is a soul issue we're journeying with um, around abundance anyway, no matter what the circumstance may be, that, that like, kind of, um, devil on the shoulder of no you can't charge was there before all this happened like let's be real yep absolutely and, and I'll, yeah. i'm sorry go on please go for it absolutely tell me what's coming up what came up for me as you were speaking victoria is actually three things so one was that when you allow somebody to give you money a, it allows you to see the value of the value you created. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to create more, right? Because there's so many times I just give and I don't always see people appreciating it, right? And it's not because they don't want to. It's just that there isn't an exchange, right? And sometimes I do because people see exchange in different ways. But you can't guess what somebody is going to see that exchange as, but more importantly, for you to see the value of that exchange, right? So if you see somebody wanting to pay you money for what you created, now you're like, wow, that was valuable to them, right? Secondly, what I learned, and this is still a work in progress for me, but God help me, I, I'm trying, but it's... Whenever, like, I have so much an easier time giving to people than receiving. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you want, no, no, let, let me, right? But then somebody said something one time, and they're like, do you understand that it's selfish? And not in a selfish thing. This is truly selfish because you're blocking them from giving. And why do you give? Because it gives you joy. But you're blocking them from giving which means that you're blocking the joy from them. And it hit me so hard because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. I, I didn't mean to do that. I just was, I wanted to, and they're like, yes, but now you're assuming they don't want to. Mm. Right? And third thing is a story. I was, oh my gosh, where was I? I was in Boise and I was with Myron Gold and I love that man. And um, he, he gave, like, we, he gave me a ride. Um, and we went to um, back to the hotel 
And he pulled out this bill and he was, he was tipping handsomely somebody, you know, the valet or something. And then we were talking and he said, I love giving people money. I love giving people money and I love them to give me money. And he says, if you don't want, you know, but, but that really did something to my brain going, it's not about, oh, I'll tip $10 today. Well, Flip, I want to tip you $100. And I want somebody to, to, to see me as a person and recognize my value and just abundantly give whatever. Why should I, why should I not? And I'm like looking at it thinking, oh my gosh, it's so true. I don't want to be constricted in what I give mm. and what I want to receive. I want to be abundant in what I give and what I want to receive right? Have that flow unrestricted on both sides. Mm. I love that. And I appreciate that learning from that day, right? And as I said, you know, work in progress, there are going to be times and there are going to be times when you're going to give no matter what, but that's okay. It allows us to recognize parts of ourselves who want to give. But even if we take those little baby steps and allowing others to give to us, I really think it sets up a channel of abundance that we didn't think or count on. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Love circulation, right? Being non, like not constricted. I love that you said that. It's such a juicy phrase. And by the way, Myron Golden, all the hugs, all the love. Brother, if you are watching or listening to this, you know we both love you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. So the, the not constricted, um, that feels so good that feels so good to be not constricted in the way um that that wealth flows to and through us and so it is and with that in mind i know that someone may be listening in right now or watching um our exchange and thinking my god amber is so juicy i love it um and they're feeling the resonance of like wow she's my person and I really feel like she's the right person for me to talk to about connecting the dots um, for me or helping me to pivot uh, my business, right? For her heart is the, like, it's resonating, right? I, I'm very clear that there's someone listening or watching in right now who feels the resonance. And I want to know, like, on behalf of them uh, and my entire tribe, where do we go to celebrate you, to connect with you, like if, where are we going to celebrate you? You know, I personally, I, I love to think of myself as being promo positive. Like I believe in the power of connection when there's somebody that is like a, just as amazing and loving as you and knowledgeable um, and and kind and and available like I want to know how I can connect because I know when I've been connected to people they've lifted me up right and I also know that there is power and joy and energy in celebrating one another you know we as entrepreneurs on this journey no matter what level we're at um you know you and i both have been in masterminds with people who are just starting out and people who've made hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. right and to celebrate people who are starting out and to celebrate people who have who are like arguably made it you know hundreds of millions of, the both people are like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Does it so matter? True. So it, true. It's, it's energy. Like it gives energy. So uh, that I'm, I'm all about being a celebrant and being promo positive. Where do we get to celebrate and connect with you? Where is it? Somewhere online? How, how, do, how do my people find you? Um, Goddess, tell us. Victoria, you have such a wonderful way of communicating. Just even the words you choose. They are so beautiful and warm and just open up like worlds. So thank you. Thank you for that. And it's funny you said that because I truly believe 
Like one of my, the biggest joys I get is connecting people, right? I'm like, oh, I know just who you want, who you need to meet. Let me introduce you. Because it's those connections, right? Where things just happen and magic just takes place. And yeah, just the resonance, just so good. Um, and it's funny because with the pivot, I'm, I started to change things and think what is going to allow me to contribute the most value to people, make it so easy for them to do things, right? So there is a lot of stuff happening. I think the best place for people to connect with me, to find me, is find my Facebook page, um, my personal profile, my business page. They both are under Amber Mirza. And... Um, <clears throat> My other social handles are all, you know, are going to be there. They're just in the process of getting lined up. And I've been, I'm, okay, so you guys are the first ones to know this, but I'm in the process of setting up, I don't, I don't want to use the word challenge. I think I like the word quest. I'm in the process of setting up a quest for people to just, you know, kind of see what they can accomplish in a certain amount of time with the right support and the right inspiration and motivation behind things, right? Um, and also, on top of it, I'm also bringing a set of experts and, and um, just amazing speakers to, to give their best knowledge to people at this time. And um, I, I'm just setting up the logistics of those two things. So the group that I set up for health professionals, who my heart goes out to just because I do so you know, deeply into that health and wellness thing, um, it's called the Rise Up Initiative. So if any of you are, are health professionals, like I, I'm focused right now on chiropractors, but I know that I have friends and clients who are dentists and doctors. And so if you're a health professional, Feel free to please just come into the group that's getting set up. Um, what I'm also, one of the requests that I was getting over and over again is that this is the time that we need to have the business fundamentals. So I'm thinking of a, an amazing name that goes with the rest of the initiative for the Business Foundations course. So you essentially have like a little roadmap, a framework, a little checklist of things to say, I got that, I got that, I got that. Now I know my foundations are strong, my business is protected. I know I've got the, you know, the ability now to use, to have the biggest gain with the least amount of resources spent. So as soon as I have, I think what I'm going to, um, what I'm setting up is a resource area where I will have free resources so people can just come and, and as my true, true desire, just take whatever, right, and use it. And that allows me to honor that giving side of me. And then there's going to be also that um, where the business fundamentals I'm putting in, those are all going in as a course. So um, one thing I would like to do, and I, I know that when you and I spoke the last time, I had a different thing in mind, but this was not even on my radar. And I'm thinking anybody who comes from your tribe, Victoria, allow me to use the same offer that I had before just for a different thing because, well, whether it's a child, like, not challenge my quest <laughs> or my course. If your tribe members are coming in, we'll figure out how they, they tell me that they're being, you know, coming from you. But it will be 50% less for them as an investment than anybody else. So if it will allow me to honor you, a person that I truly think is just so full of love and light and just you, you, every time I see you, you fill my heart with joy. You truly do. I, I see you I, and I get happy. So it would allow me to also recognize and honor you because I'm certain that the people you connect with are just a reflection of your heart. So they're, they're bound to be amazing people. And that's who I want in my world, right? So definitely. Um, but that's, that's the best place. I'm, um, there's one other thing that was coming up for me when I was talking. Oh, Matt and I, I was actually helping one of my other friends and I came up with, I, I, you know, things just appear in your path when it's the right time. And you don't even think that they're important, but then they become so pivotal in, in whatever you're doing. And I'm doing a recording. I'm doing a re-recording of it, actually, right after we, you and I finished. But I started, I did it just for, for his group because I thought he was doing amazing work. So I wanted to just, you know, give to him. And it is about agency. And 
you know, when you normally think of the word agency, you're thinking about, you know, this is my, my organization, this is my company, and these are the services we're providing, and that's my agency. But there is an agency that's even more important than that, and that's right now, I believe it is so crucial it actually paves the way to mindset. Mm -hmm. It's the agency as a people that we need to have in order for us to feel our power, to take our power back whenever we feel that it's being taken from us or we have lost it for any number of reasons. But to take that back, to have a framework as to how to take it back, that's easy and simple to do, allows us to then step into the confidence and the belief that we need to have in order to do the things that we need to do. Right. So that's one of the recordings that I'm doing. I'm going to start sharing it, but I have a feeling that that is also going to become one of the quests that I have set out. So as I said, it doesn't matter what I'm setting up, but if your tribe members come over, allow me to recognize them and honor them by having it facilitated for them and half the, the investment of anybody else. Oh my God, it's so generous. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, my gosh. So everyone that's listening in again, find her, Amber Mirza, um, on all the social media, but especially on Facebook, search for Amber Mirza, and especially for her Facebook group, the Rise Up Initiative. Get in there, and when you mention Sensei Victoria Whitfield, she's going to give you a half-off gift. Thank you, Goddess for your generosity. I think that's actually the biggest gift we've gotten um, as a tribe in, in this podcast. So thank you so much. Um, oh, my soul sister. It has been so good to, to gather with you and to just share and witness um, your wisdom. I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here on the podcast, Goddess. Mwah! <laughs> As you said, this is a love fest. I love you. And I can't wait to get to meet more of your, your tribe because I think it's going to be amazing. But yeah, this is, this is a time when guys take a look around with fresh eyes. You know, in all this crisis and all the worry, there is also a blessing for us to be able to look at it as we haven't looked probably in our lifetime, right? It's a reset. <laughs> oh, it is beautiful. Oh, and on that note, I'm going to turn it over to our listeners and our viewers right now. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart um, as well. And also on behalf of my entire team, thank you for your support of the Journeypreneur podcast. It's an honor to get to be your journey partner in business. And with that, if this is your first time coming to the Journeypreneur podcast, please make sure that you head on over to iTunes and hit the subscribe button so that you get these episodes first. While you're there, go ahead and leave a five-star review because in that, you can type in the box there in the comments section, what was your greatest takeaway from today's podcast episode? All of the juicy things that Amber said. This is episode 127, so you can note that as you leave your comments. And thanks, big hugs and love to everyone who has left their stories, their insights, and what's inspired them and spoken to their heart. It's my joy to get to support you on your journey. Do not lose your glow, right? Keep on that journey. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire you to keep on going, to never give up, to continue to share your dreams and inspire others. So with that, we're going to wrap this up and bring this podcast episode to a close with the same mantra we say every single time. Please enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye, everyone.